Welcome to another edition of the Isaac Newton Institute podcast. Today I'm sitting down with Patricia Gonsalves, uh, who is, uh, please forgive my Portuguese pronunciation, um, who is a participant in the workshop we have this week for the SRQ programme. More than that, we've been speaking to Patricia about her career and the direction it's taken so far, and we think it's an interesting story to tell for a number of reasons. So with that in mind, Patricia, I'll let you introduce yourself and you can tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do now. Okay, so I'm Patricia Gonçalves, and uh, I work in the University of Lisbon in the technical univer- in the Instituto Superior Técnico. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about my path, right? Mm-hmm. So I did my PhD, my, my in fact, okay, before that, let's say my undergraduate program in mathematics. There was a branch at the third year. You could choose either applied maths, pure maths, and educational maths. First, I went to educational mathematics because uh, nobody was going to research. I mean, pure mathematics was just uh, there was no one in my year going to pure mathematics, so I decided to go where everybody would go. So educational maths to become a teacher at high school. So then um, at the last, last year, I said, no, this is not, I, I don't like it so much. So I really want to do research. So let's change to pure maths. Then I did a, another year to get the, let's say the two degrees. And then in pure maths, I had a bunch of professors uh, calling me, well, telling us all the time, talking about INPA, which is a very nice institute in Brazil, in Rio de Janeiro, uh, where many of them had done the PhD. So, and they, they kept collaborators there. So once in a while they would go there. So we had many people coming from INPA to our faculty, to our university and the same thing with our professors going there. So... Um, At the last year, so during, I mean, in the middle of the fourth year, when we have the exam period in Portugal, I decided to go for a summer school in uh, Brazil. And that's where I got to know what is INPA and what I got to know what really research, let's say. Because in the university you see it, but it's not as in INPA, which is really a research center where you see only people doing a master or a PhD. They don't have the undergraduate program. So then I like it very much and I decided, well, if I come, if I will go for the PhD, which I wanted to do, I will come to INPA. And I... I've had an idea, I mean, you never have a a clear idea, but I had an idea that I wanted to do either probability or analysis. So I got back to Portugal, I did the summer school there, I got back to Portugal, and then I said, okay, I want to go for the PhD in IMPA. The year after, I went directly from the undergraduate program to the PhD, I didn't do the master, and I really enjoyed it a lot. It's a wonderful, it's a fantastic place, because Rio Rio de Janeiro is already a very nice place, and IMPA is very good. It's a bit competitive, full of men. <laughs> I think we were probably, I don't know, maybe 10 women in a universe of 100, 120 men. Mm, wow. And uh, most of them, they were not in the PhD, but in the master. Uh, mm-hmm. So it is a very special uh, place. And there's some, a little bit more to this story as well, isn't there? Because um, it may seem, you're making it sound like it's, you know, it's only a hop over the over the Atlantic to get to Brazil. Yeah. There's no language barrier, obviously, because you're from Portugal. Yeah. Um, but you had a whole other aspect to your life going on at this point, didn't, yeah. didn't you? Because, yeah. yes, you wanted to do your PhD, but yeah. you have a family. Um, yeah. At the time, I didn't have At the time, I was, uh, I was, a, I was single, I'd say. Okay. But in any right. case, I had my mother and yeah. my whole family. Uh, and so you're moving you know, to a yeah. really quite different part of the world yeah. Yeah. in order to advance your career, because I, I think it's fair to say it wasn't possible necessarily staying in Portugal. Yeah, it, it could be possible to stay in Portugal. But the thing is that I really thought that Brazil, and I still think that uh, INPA is a special place. Okay. Yeah, so this a, was a career choice, yeah, and, and one, choice. you're willing to yeah. give up 
being at home for this step. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 I want it. I mean, the language is not a barrier, but uh, uh, culturally it's completely different. I mean, this, the, mm. everything is completely different. And of course, we have, it's a new world. I mean, uh, we are a foreigner and uh, there are many obstacles. And uh, But uh, I really enjoyed it a lot. So mm. I think it was a very good investment. <laughs> yeah. And then after the PhD, so uh, let's say before going to the PhD, it was 2003, the year that I started the PhD, we had the last positions in Portugal where you could get a position, let's say, permanent position uh, just by having your uh, not even the master degree you no know, just having your undergraduate program finished you could get a, a position as an assistant professor so at that year it was the last time that they that one could get one of these kind of positions and i at the time there is there was a difficulty choosing either i stay in portugal and i will do the master phd there and probably they will hire me at some point or I will go for a very nice institute you know out of Portugal get a different you, you also you make your life I mean richer let's say because mm -hmm. you're going to to see other different type of people and uh, I mean living in a different country so far from Portugal so at the time I thought that maybe I should do the easier path but I wanted to go for the more complicated one okay. so I, I did it and it's true that when I finished the PhD, it was 2007, and um, there were no positions in Portugal. So mm. it was completely difficult to get back. But I wanted to get back because I really like Portugal. So I said, no, I will keep trying. So I'll go for a postdoc. Or a so I had a postdoc after in Sao Paulo. Still, I, stayed, I still stayed in Brazil for some six months more, but in Sao Paulo, which is very close to Rio, to Rio de Janeiro. But then I decided to go back to Portugal and I have, so Portugal has this kind of uh, research positions for five years. So I got one then. And at the same time, I tried to work in several universities, but you cannot because there is kind of, um, I don't understand what is the reason, but people think that if you have a research position, you're going to increase, which is true, your CV in your number of publications and so on. But so if you give them, if you give to these people this chance to teach at somehow they are going to complete the CV. And when you want to apply, they will be, I mean, ranked first, you see. So mm -hmm. this is the way people inside university used to think about people who had the research positions in Portugal at that mm -hmm. time. So I could never teach. And I asked them many times, can I teach for free just to have the experience to put this in my CV because I know it's important and also to capture students. I want to to work with students? And no, the answer was always no. So at some point, there was this uh, position in Brazil, in the Catholic University in Rio, very close to Impa. I knew a lot of people from there. I applied. It was a bit messy because when I applied, I applied and two months after I, I knew that I was pregnant. And at the time I said, no, I cannot go to Brazil now because I'm going to have a baby. So, But anyway, I asked them to wait. They waited. So I got one position there. And at the time I, I, had, I had my son with one year and four months and we were moving to Brazil but my husband supported me a lot so he said no it's good that you go to Brazil because you're going to give you know you're going to fill all the gaps that you have in your CV because in Portugal when you apply there is a kind of how do you say this like an Excel page you know mm -hmm. where you have to put your percentage well they give a, let's say they give a mark for all the things you do so bureaucratic staff, leader of projects, uh, participation in projects, organization of conferences, everything. So many things I couldn't feel because I, I didn't have access to. And there was no way to do that at home? No way to no. do it. So it, in Portugal it was impossible to teach, it was impossible to be uh, chief of department or to have some uh, position in the department which would count to the administrative duties. 
And then he said, if you go to Brazil, you will see two years there and then you come back and you will get a position. So I did that and it's true. After two years, so I went to Brazil. I stayed there for two years, two years and a half. In fact, I have a very good position. It, they were really, really nice. Sometimes I miss Brazil a lot. Mm. It's really, I mean, it's really, really nice. Everything was fantastic. But Okay, I decided... Um, was that time away from your husband and your son? Yeah, no, my son went with me. Okay. So my so, son... So your husband was the one away from... Yeah, he was away. So son. Yeah. there was one thing which was... So at the end, I think we were like three months here, which were separated. Mm. Because it is like this. The calendars are different. And he used to accumulate. So he asked the department to accumulate in the first semester. So from September to February, he would work... Uh, he would teach the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So he was free from March to September. So what happens is that September, so let's say in, we would stay in Brazil, I would stay in Brazil the whole time, except the summer vacations, which is from December to February. I would come to Portugal. But then he would go with us from March to September. So from September to December, he would be here and we were there. Mm. And we were apart. For our son, it was a bit weird. He was talking with him on Skype many times and yeah. <laughs> looking behind the computer, where is daddy? <laughs> and but, do you think the situation has changed at all? Like for That was, as you say... Um, 10 years ago, roughly? It was, no, it was uh, 2013, Okay, so actually quite yeah. recently, only yeah, five years ago. Recent, yeah. So the situation won't be much different. There'll be lots of people, perhaps, in your situation who want to get that experience, but yeah. who, it's, it's it's almost incompatible with having a life and a family. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, You have to make this difficult choice. Difficult choices. And yeah. I mean, sometimes you think, well, but I'm doing this for what, you know? What is more yes. important? You have to wait. Yeah. And at some point, uh, I mean, if it was more than two years, probably I would have given up. And just uh, many times I tried to give up. In fact, <laughs> because but you wouldn't it, let yourself. Or someone else wouldn't. Yes, let you. <laughs> for some reason, because it's so difficult. You try to do something. I mean, uh, and you always have you know obstacles. So at some point, I, I in fact applied to many positions here in London to go to the City Bank or HSBC. Oh no, to go to the City. Let's say. And uh, because at some point you think that it's so difficult to get a job. And at the same time where people are doing applied maths and they suddenly get a very easy, uh, get it, they get easily a job in some of these consultants in companies mm. uh, with a very high salary compared to our salary. Mm. <laughs> so you see, it's like you have really loved what you do, which is my case. Otherwise, Absolutely, you give yeah. up. Yeah. You give up. And it's, it, I think it's fair to say that the world of mathematics and your part of the world of mathematics is richer for you having contributed contri- continued with that career because yeah. you organize a conference don't you an annual conference uh, mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit about that yeah but you mean the conference that i organize usually uh, yes in uh, because i'm organizing this one here right? yes well of course yeah, you're organizing the workshop which yes. is currently ongoing at the yeah. isaac newton yeah. institute yeah. and then there was one you mentioned to us yes. yesterday which uh, yes, yes. so i usually organize a conference which started in fact because i got one very small project uh, it was, I think it was like 40,000 euros. And in this project, I asked to have a meeting for two days in which we would get the group of uh, kinetic theory and particle systems together, which is usually a, com- a community. So there are two communities which usually do not communicate. So and I thought, well, we should communicate. So let's try to organize it. And at the point, it was just, let's say, to invite the colleagues, uh, my colleagues, let's say, to to work with each other, to have a very good environment, and, and that was it. So it started in 2012, and it is happening since then every year. So last, uh, in fact, two weeks ago, it was the last edition, the seventh edition. It was in Palermo, the year before it was in Nice, and before that it was always in Portugal. And it's a very nice environment, so we are like 20 people uh, who get together, and it's very nice discussions. The gender balance is uh, quite equilibrated. <laughs> <laughs> 
and it's it's a very nice um but you know in this conference so many times i invite students to phd students uh, to to present their work because i think it's important important to give opportunity to young people and sometimes i hear girls asking me how can you manage to you know to organize this and to teach and to travel so much with this family behind you is it possible to have the two things because sometimes it's difficult to understand that you you can have the two lives together mm, absolutely but which is difficult yeah. it's difficult to manage the things because i interrupted you when you were telling your story and let's say 2013 was where we left you yeah yeah, uh, yeah the two yeah. years in brazil yeah uh, you have your son and your husband was living in, in portugal, portugal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh but since then you, your family has grown larger yeah, <laughs> you have it's true. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, 2015, I got pregnant of my sec, my second, which is a, it's a daughter. The first one is a boy. Um, so, yes, she was born in 2015, and then decided to take the maternity leave in Portugal. So, we, I stayed there for six. It was six months the maternity leave, and while I was in Portugal, I continued to apply. So, every time there was a position in Portugal, anywhere in the country, I was applying, and I applied. And many times I had many situations which are not very good, but uh, things like uh, losing competitions for people which are not even in maths. You know, in Portugal, you can have many kinds of stories. <laughs> and the last, so it, in 2015, yes, it was 2015, I applied to this ERC, uh, you know, these millionary grants from the European Research Council. Mm -hmm. I applied to one and... Um, and I had kind of, uh, so at the same time I was in Portugal, I used to have this research position that I uh, mentioned before, right? So I, I had this research position and um, uh, because I said, no, I don't want to leave to Brazil anymore because now I have two kids and with two kids, my husband here, it doesn't make any sense. So I activated the research position and I stayed in Portugal after my daughter was born. Uh, my daughter was born and then I said well so I will apply to these ERC starting grants maybe this changes my life but I had idea that I would never get it because it's very very hard and um, I applied I applied it was in November 2015 and in December 2015 one month after I just applied so I didn't know the results but one month after I got the job that I have which is associate professor in the technical in technical let's say and at the same time I got two jobs <laughs> mm. I applied to one as associate and another one as assistant and I got the two in the same university so I could choose <laughs> so at the end after nine years of searching a job when I finally found one two I got, ones. yeah I got two <laughs> and I could choose <laughs> of course I choose associate because you get a not not I mean a bigger salary and um, some months after, so it was, um, well, almost a year. So in uh, July 2000, well, in fact, September 2016, so let's say basically one year after, I got to know that I got the ERC starting grant, which completely changed my life. <laughs> because then, um, I mean, some competitions in Portugal, I even have uh, results saying that I am completely excluded from the competition because I am not a probabilist. And of, of course, I am a probabilist, and I try to complain with the jury and say, look, but I am a probabilist, so what is the definition of a probabilist? <laughs> and so I have, uh, because of course, I know that they open a position and they have someone that they want to hire, so if I am on the way, um, let's say they want to kick me out, so the best thing to do is to say that I'm not from the field, which mm. is false, but you complain and they say that they, they decide whatever they want, so, so I was very mad, but... 
since I got the two, the, two, the two jobs at the same time, I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> and after the RC, it was very nice. So, I mean, it is very nice because it's like a, a world recognition. So it's, mm. uh, it has to be a recognition from Europe so that in Portugal people can recognize what mm. I do, you see. And it was very nice because um, after that I had some job offers. And uh, so suddenly everything changed. <laughs> but it's not an easy, let's say, up to where I, up to let's say nine years, which is the time that it took for me to get a job and to get the RC at the same time, basically. It was a hard... Um... Yeah, it's it's a really interesting story to hear and, and probably quite a familiar one, I think, to, um, I, I think particularly to a lot of uh, women mathematicians. Mm -hmm. It seems as though, uh, from a lot of the conversations you have with, with a lot of women in academia, it seems as though there are so many barriers thrown in their way which perhaps aren't faced by their male counterparts. Yeah. Uh, I, would you say that's fair, fair yeah. to say? And the idea of having a family and having a career and yeah. making that work, uh, from what you've told us just now, it's, uh, it required a lot of dedication and a lot of yeah. moments where you really genuinely considered giving up. Yeah. Uh, so it's a really interesting story to hear and it's an inspiring one to hear, I think. Yeah. And um, I mean, how do you feel looking back on it now? You're, and you're, you're still a young woman, but looking back on what you've gone through now, how do you, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about the prospects of other uh, of women younger than yourself that want to get yeah. into the position that you found I, yourself. I think that Portugal is a special place. So I don't think that uh, someone, I mean, if I could, if I, if I didn't want really to get back to Portugal, I could say, well, I stay in Brazil or I stay, I can go to some other place in the world. And I don't think it would be so difficult to get a position because Portugal is really, I think Portugal and Italy are like uh, similar and very special. Um, it was very hard for me. I can tell you that one of the things that I Sometimes I look back and I think, well, maybe I should have spent more time with my son because he was, I think he is the one that hates my computer. <laughs> Sometimes he says, ah, that is your best friend, is your computer. Because when he was young, I mean, I really dedicated to, you see, to the mm, yes. to yeah. research. So I think that, okay, there was a bit of, um, not that I didn't do my mother uh, duties, let's say, but I, I, because you need really to dedicate you really need sometimes to say, well, this weekend I will have to focus on something that I have to do. And then you can share with your husband your uh, tasks, but uh, it's mm. always, it's really a complete 100% of dedication to your work, you mm. see. And now it's not like that anymore because I don't need so much, uh, I mean, I don't need to have so many publications uh, and, uh, you know, all this uh, fever, let's say. Yeah, I, I, I'm not in a rush, let's say. Mm. But with a family, you really, I mean, now what I what I realize is that when before having kids I could do my work but if I don't finish it is okay tomorrow I get back I sit and I repeat it and I, I try to continue now with kids I'm trying to be very organized I have to finish this task because I go home and I know that I don't have time at home to see anything I, sometimes I don't even have time to open the computer <laughs> because Absolutely. I have three <laughs> yeah. small kids around it's impossible so I try to be much more organized and to to do things you now like uh, more like a machine sometimes. <laughs> now to sit and you know, I have to do this, 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 put all my list of tasks to do. So for, for many times I see girls who ask me, how is it possible? So I think it's possible. You just have to not give up, be persistent, be optimistic. I think one can, uh, can do it. 
Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, Patricia, it's been a real pleasure to hear that story and thank you for sharing it with us. Um, I hope the rest of the workshop goes well. There's only one day left. You've got tonight as well, I suppose, to interact with the other participants. Yeah, um, yeah. But you must be very proud because it's gone very well and yeah, very well good. attended. Yeah, yeah, it's so really nice. You, yeah, and thank you very much. Okay, thank you so much. Okay. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>